At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. And now, tonight's presentation of radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Tonight, we bring you a story of what might have happened to the first atomic-powered submarine. We call it Report on the X-915. We ask you to remember that it is fiction. So now, starring Stacey Harris, here is tonight's suspense play, Report on the X-915. Designed to support 100 tons. 
The Steinberg periscope weighs less than 20. All right. Now, there are two possibilities. One, that the cable was faulty to begin with. A manufacturer's mistake. I'm having Washington check that for me now. The second, that someone on this base somehow weakened that cable. Sabotage? Exactly. Commander, only one thing matters to me right now, that the X-915 completes a first trial run. They must proceed according to plan without interruption. That's why I requested Washington to send me a top man from O.N.I. Yes, sir. I'll open any way I can, sir. Uh, when do you plan to test the sub sometime this month? Not this month, Commander. Tomorrow. Twenty-one hundred hours, Tuesday, April first, nineteen fifty-two. I looked up Lieutenant Commander Stanley Linden, Chief Engineering Officer on the base. At his quarters, I was told Linden was at the docks working. Naval Base Charlie was surrounded by barbed wire, yet within the base itself was still a smaller area surrounded by more barbed wire, patrolled by an armed sailor every 20 yards. Even with my high-priority yellow pass, I was given the same check I'd received by any other visitor to this inner barbed wire area. For it was here, behind the wire, that the United States ship X-915 was moored, the first atomic submarine. Floodlights covered the area and brought a glaring whiteness over the faces of the men working. But that wasn't what caught my eye. It was the thing that lay alongside the dock. The iron and steel monster that nestled against the pier like a giant pig. Here she was. Black, hideous, and beautiful. The X-915. 3,000 tons, $50 million. The Navy's first line of defense in any future war. The atomic age gone down to the sea in ships. I found Lieutenant Commander Stanley Linden just outside a six-by-six wooden shack near the docks. He invited me inside. The old man phoned you were coming down, Commander. Well, what's the story, Linden, about the Steinberg periscope? I wish you could tell me. How do you feel about it, personally? Me? Yeah, you, not official Navy. Sabotage. I see. And and something more than just the first go? I think so. Something else has happened to the men, the crew, the officers. Oh, could it be the speed up? It could be. 24-hour days, seven-day weeks, even with three shifts, you get the feeling of rush. Get it done right now. Get it done yesterday. Uh, your crane operator. You think he might have had something to do with it? Thompson? Yeah, that's it. No. But then I could say that about almost every man on the base. They were hand-picked, Commander. Not just stray workmen with know-how, but the best. Nobody applied for a job at this base, not even me. We were all chosen. And the loss of your periscope doesn't postpone your trial run set for tomorrow, huh? Commander, Washington didn't take chances with anything on Project Sailfish. Two periscopes were made. The second was installed less than an hour ago. What's your ETB for tomorrow, Linden? Zero seven hundred. Good. I'll be aboard. Zero seven hundred. Wednesday, April second, nineteen fifty-two. Captain Z. L. Unger, U.S. Navy commanding officer, sets special sea detail aboard the USS X nine one five. left the berth under auxiliary power. 
The accompanying destroyers report the sub disappeared off their sonar screen at full submerged speed, 30 knots. Commander, there is only one possible conclusion. The X-915 has fallen into enemy hands. Ten hundred hours, April 3rd, 1952. Admiral Carruthers' office. The Admiral explains Plan Zebra. There are 15 plans covering each phase of the trial runs of Project Sailfish. Now, each plan covers a particular contingency. Of all of them, Plan Zebra is to be used only in the case of extreme emergency. It covers the possibility of capture of the X-915 by enemy forces. Now, even though it's very unlikely, every possibility has to be provided for. And the Secretary gave you permission to put this plan into effect, sir? Correct. Within half an hour, a task force will steam out of three separate bases on the Atlantic coast. They'll rendezvous at uh, this point here. That's about 100 miles southeast of this base. Correct. When the task force is rendezvoused, they will begin search Able, which is the second step in Plan Zebra. And that is to find the X-915? Not to find a commander. The sinker. 100 hours. Destroyers escorting the atomic sub in a second trial run reported they had watched it dive and never regained either visual radar or sonar contact. This supported the Admiral's theory that the X-915 was not on bottom. Either the crew was composed entirely of traitors, which was unlikely in view of the exhaustive loyalty checks made on them, or some small portion of that crew, perhaps but a handful of men, had succeeded in taking over command of the vessel. 1130 hours. Admiral Carruthers established radio contact with the task force, which had now begun to rendezvous at Point Stork. The task force commander, Captain Elton R. Stevens, was designated by the code name Red Dog One for radio communication. Admiral Carruthers was using Pier Point Five on a wavelength unavailable to the sub. This is Red Dog One. This is Red Dog One. Hello, Pier Point Five. Hello, Pier Point Five. This is Red Dog One. How do you read me? Over. Hello, Red Dog One. This is Pier Point Five. I read you four by three. Pier Point Five, this is Red Dog One. Group is met at Point Stork. We are beginning search plan Erdl. Over. Hello, Red Dog One. This is Pier Point Five. How's the weather? Pier Point Five. Wind 20 to 25 knots per hour. We should do a lot better with a calmer sea. Over. Red Dog One from Pier Point Five. Execute search plan Able. Good luck. Over. Fair point five. Thanks, Skipper. Over now. Now we wait. Well, this sub's got a pretty fair lead, hasn't it? We haven't got anything in the fleet that can make good 30 knots submerged. I don't know who's commanding the X-915 right now, Richards, but if he's smart, he isn't traveling submerged. Well, I don't understand your point, so what about air search? They'd spot him in a minute if he surfaced. The sub is equipped with Mark 10 radar. That means she can pick up a plane 100 miles away. By traveling on the surface, she can make good 60 knots. She'll have plenty of time to dive before being spotted by the air forces. Yes. Uh, yes, just a minute. Commander, it's for you. Take it in the other office, please. Yes, sir. Richard speaking. Commander Richard, sir? Yes, who is it? Uh, sir, this is Lieutenant Hammond down at the torpedo shack. Yes, go on, Lieutenant. Well, sir, you remember you were inspecting the torpedoes down here this morning about uh, 9 o'clock? That's right. Remember you checked the cases containing the atomic warhead? You told me to report to you if anything funny happened. All right, Lieutenant, what have you found? Well, sir, that's just it. Uh, we didn't find anything. 
see one of the cases came open a while ago, and we could see it was empty. Somebody had removed the atomic warhead during the night. What? That's the way it looks down here at the torpedo shack, Commander. Perhaps you'd like to come down here and have a look for you. Never mind that, Lieutenant. You get some men. Search the entire storeroom. Search the base and check back with me. No, we haven't got time for that now. See why that second fighter group hasn't contacted our task force yet. Right. Anything, Commander? That was Lieutenant Hammond at the torpedo shack, sir. He told me he found the atomic warhead crates empty. Empty? That's right, sir. They're conducting a thorough search, but I don't imagine they'll find them. Those crates were marked torpedoes, but you know as well as I do what they actually contain. Yes, sir. Atomic warheads for the guided missiles aboard the X-915. They were scheduled for use in the final trial run. Equipped with those warheads, that sub could launch a full-scale atomic attack on any city on the eastern seaboard. Yes, sir. Well, that about does it. Not only has an enemy force succeeded in capturing our first atomic submarine, but now they've taken along the greatest single weapon the United States Navy owns. Admiral, Admiral, the captors of the X-915 pulled off one of the greatest coups in military history. Wouldn't you think they'd be satisfied to let it go at that? But, but this enemy went to the added risk of stealing a shipment of atomic warheads for guided missiles. Now, why? Why take that extra gamble unless you had plans to use it? I see your point. If they wanted the sub and were planning to make a run for it, they've accomplished it. But they included in their plans atomic warheads. Admiral, it's, it's my guess they're going to use those rockets in the near future. Like, well, say today. I'll go along with that reasoning, Commander. Let's get to work. Thirteen hundred hours. April 3rd, 1952. Admiral Carruthers and I studied the charts of the Atlantic coast. We agreed the nearest major target for atomic attack would be the city of New York. Figuring the effective range of the sub's missiles at 50 miles, we then sketched in the launching area the sub would have to use. Once that was established, there remained one simple detail. Stop those rockets from leaving the sub's deck. Admiral Carruthers had a plan. All right. Now we settled on the probable site of their attack. That becomes our bullseye. Around that bullseye, we draw a circle ten miles out. Like this. Then, another circle. It's another ten miles. And still another. Until the outer circle around the bullseye measures a 100-mile radius. In other words, sir, our outer circle is out of the atomic sub's radar range, right? Exactly. Now, calculating their speed and course, we should arrive at their ideal launching site, the center of our circle. Just about the time we're able to complete a ring of ships 100 miles out. With the X-915 in the center. Except if we close in, sir, the sub will submerge and escape under us. We won't close in. Sir? We'll send one ship in toward the bullseye. Alone. The sub will pick up contact. Oh, and they'll figure for a stray vessel, not enough of a threat to frighten them, but it will force them to shift their position before launching their missiles. Correct. And it also forces them to travel submerged. That negates the 100-mile radar. Right. Now, we send in another ship. The sub shifts position again to another segment of our circle. Then we send in still another ship. We're constantly narrowing their corridor for attack. And then when they do break service in the last remaining segment to launch the missiles, we're surrounding them. We hope to God we are, Commander. Hello. Red Dog 1. Hello, Red Dog 1. This is Pier Point 5. Over. Hello, Pier Point 5. Red Dog 1. Over. Discontinue search plan ABLE. I repeat, discontinue search plan ABLE. Over. Pier Point 5, this is Red Dog 1. Would you repeat your last transmission? Red Dog 1, this is Pier Point 5. I repeat, discontinue your present search plan. The following plan supersedes all previous orders. It is to be executed immediately following this transmission. The 
five minutes, the Admiral gave facts and figures. And at 1600, the plan was in effect. The Admiral clicked up his radio transmitter and we stared at each other. We had to pray for one thing, that whoever had captured the X-915 was now proceeding to the launching area and once there, would attempt to destroy the city of New York. Then we were out of luck anyway. 